You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. All right, um, I, I want to share with you this morning on what I call the power of resurrection. Hmm? The power of his resurrection, let me put it that way, of his resurrection, not just of resurrection, but of his resurrection and we're talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you. We bless your name. We glorify you. We give you praise and honor. I pray, O oh God, even as we go into your word this morning, that you will speak to us. Lord, I thank you. I receive utterance. In the name of Jesus, I receive I receive utterance to speak your word, the oracles of God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's look at uh, Philippians chapter 3. Let's start from there. Philippians chapter 3. Um, Paul the Apostle makes this statement. Let's look at verse 10 of Philippians chapter 3. Let's open this. Let's read from verse 9. From verse 9. Uh, no, let's back up. <laughs> um. He says, yes, indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, um, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Verse 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him. How many people want to know Jesus? Yeah. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So we're talking about the power of his resurrection this morning. So the resurrection of Christ released power Upon humanity. The resurrection of Jesus. Release power into your life. The resurrection of Jesus has made available power to you. The power that is available to you. You need to exercise faith in that power. If you are going to walk in the reality of that power.
You remember when Adam and Eve sinned, one of the consequences of the sin is that they died. Correct? The Bible says the day that you eat of this tree, dying you shall surely die. And we know when they ate from that tree, they died spiritually and eventually they died physically. So, from that time, man began to experience pain. Man began to walk in sin. Because by virtue of eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the DNA of Satan was imparted to the human race. The sin nature was imparted to the human race. And because of that, man lost the ability to approach God. Man lost the ability to relate with God. Man lost the ability to walk in dominion. Man lost the ability to live forever. (laughs) Because man was not created to die. God's plan was not for us to die. You were created to live forever. But because of sin, because of Adam's disobedience, I am telling you, death came in. And death came with so much. All the violence we see today, all the pain we see today, all the hatred we see today, All the conflict we see today, all the wars we see today, all the diseases we see today, all the poverty we see today, all the confusion we see today, these are all consequences of Adam's disobedience. So it looked just like an innocent, as an innocent fruit. A fruit, if you read Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says that the woman looked at the, 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 the tree and she saw that the fruit was desirable to make one wise. She looked at it. The serpent um, deceived her, right? And she looked at it, she admired it, she took it, and it was just like, it's just an innocent fruit. Come on. It's just a fruit. But Satan did not tell them the consequence of eating that fruit. He didn't tell them what they were going to lose by eating that fruit. Do you know that Adam would have been physically alive today on earth? We would have been visiting him. Come on. Can you imagine that? You wake up and you say, I want to meet with Adam. I want to hear stories about when you were first put in the garden. You would hear so much. We would have learned so much. We would have advanced so much. The technology we are experiencing today is a joke compared to where we would have been. 
Because our advancement, the advancement we are boasting about today is just a result of 10% of man's brain. We're told that the brightest, the geniuses, use 10% of their brain's capacity. So, what happened to the 90%? Dead. Dead. So, it's all a consequence of eating from that fruit. And so, that's why God sent Jesus. And Jesus came to take us back to where God planned for us to be. Let's look at the book of Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. So, if Jesus has to rise from the dead, then he had to die, right? Because you cannot resurrect what is not dead. For you to resurrect something, it has to die. So, God's plan was for Jesus to die. Jesus, you have to go to the cross and you have to die for mankind. Let's look at verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 2. He says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. So Jesus uses death. God uses death to destroy the devil. It's interesting how um, the wisdom of God works. Isn't it, isn't it true, doctors, you, you correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they, um, a, lot of, a lot of the vaccines that you give us, isn't it from the same thing? Huh? Isn't it from the same thing that is attacking us? Yeah? Yeah. Yes. That's it. So, when if 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 you if you are going to treat someone who is bitten by a snake, you use venom, right? Or what? Huh? Anti-venom. Okay, fine. Yeah, but where do you get it from? From the snake. <sighs> Incredible. That's the wisdom of God. So what the devil uses against you is the same thing God will use to break the power of the enemy. Yeah. So, God says, okay, fine. You decide to kill man. I am going to use death to solve this problem. <laughs> so, Jesus is going and Satan is going. But of course, God does not 
give him a revelation. Although God announced it. He announced it in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. Right? The seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. You will bruise his heel, but he will bruise your head. And what does the head speak of? Authority. Yeah. Authority. So after the after the um, after man ate from the fruit, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, after man ate that fruit, what happened is that man lost his place in God's scheme of things. Now Adam was made to be in charge of the earth. Adam was the God of this world. Okay? The God of this world. The Bible tells us in Genesis um, chapter 1 verse 28 that God made man in his image after his likeness and he gave him dominion. Gave him dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and so on. Right? God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. But, and that's why Adam could name all the animals. And you notice that when Adam named the animals, he did not repeat the name by mistake. Imagine all animals on the earth. They come one by one. He names each and every one of them. He never forgets. Never gets confused. Yes? Yeah. I mean, I've heard stories of, of men that have many children that get, they get confused with their children. Yeah. They get confused. They say, um, 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 and John. He says, no, this is Matthew. Okay, just answer. You know I'm looking for one of you. Yeah. But you see, that should tell you his mental capacity. Super intelligent. Because God made him to be a God on the earth. Okay? God made him to be a God on the earth. And so, the coming of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus is supposed to take us back to that place. Where Adam was before he fell. So, it's not just about getting you saved. That's wonderful. That's the starting point. But you are supposed to progress in your walk with God. Right? And, and, and that's why I want to take you through this journey of intimacy to a point where you begin to operate at the level you were created for. Are you ready for that? There is power in the resurrection. So when Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection... This is someone who has been to heaven many times. 
This is someone that Jesus came and gave the revelation of the church. The mystery that was hidden before the foundation of the world. That nobody knew about. Even Moses could not. Could not access this revelation. Okay? And God gives it to Paul. And Paul comes and he begins to unravel this mystery. If you read the book of Ephesians, you see there how he unravels the mystery of the church. Talks about the body of Christ. Talks about the bride of Christ. And I mean, this was not known. Nobody knew about this. Until Paul came. Right? So he has been able to uncover this things that none of the prophets of old had any preview to. Can you imagine? But that man says that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. That means there are things that Paul knew he still needed to access. But one of those things is the power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection. My Lord. Say that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings. So God used death to destroy the enemy. So when Adam ate that fruit, what happened is that Satan now had the keys of death. And he could lock everybody. In fact, he locked everybody in hell. Before Jesus came, it's, it's, it's only people like Enoch and Elijah that were able to escape. Every other person was locked up in hell. Except that God created a compartment in hell called the bosom of Abraham. And that's where he kept them. Until Jesus came. So because of that, that's why when you read the Old Testament, you will not see anyone cast any demon in the Old Testament. They didn't have the power to. They didn't have the authority to. What are they going to use? Because Satan had the keys. He had the keys. And he was keeping it. So you see, you don't see much. You don't see any. Just little things that have been said about Satan in, 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 in the Old Testament. Talking about him when he was saying, I will ascend. And talking about how he... Um, he was made and how he desired to be like God and all of that. But then you don't see about him being dominated. And that's part of the wisdom of God. God just kept it and he felt I'm in charge now. And he thought that's it for good. But he didn't realize God was up to something. He didn't realize God was up to something. God is going to going to um, to, to, to trap him. And so, God tricked him. Just like he tricked the woman. 
God said, I'm going to trick you as well. The same trick that you used, I will use it against you. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? You used the woman, I'm going to use the woman as well. I'm going to use the woman to produce a son that is going to crush you. Some people say that women are cursed. It's because they don't understand the Bible. They don't. Because the same woman that Satan used to deceive uh, I mean, the, the same woman that Satan used to convince Adam to eat from that fruit is the same is woman that God used to bring the solution. So, a lot of times, the power of God does not appear the way you think. So, sometimes, in the midst of weakness... That's when the greatest power is demonstrated. And that's why you cannot use your human wisdom to explain God. Because God is beyond human wisdom. It's just a little that he has revealed to man. That man can look and see, look and put two and two together and explain. But I'm telling you, if you want to go to the depths of God, You need to go beyond your intellect. You need to go into the realm of revelation. Where God begins to reveal things to you. So, when we start asking, Lord, that I may know you. And the power of your resurrection. That means there is something about the resurrection we still need to unravel. Still need to. Yeah. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. Here, Paul again is speaking by the spirit of revelation. One of the first things that Jesus uh, did when he rose from the dead. I mean, let's, okay, let's just look at it. 1 Corinthians 15, reading from verse 20. Actually, you can read the whole chapter, but I'll just read a few verses, right? It says, now, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Fallen asleep. (laughs) For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. So can you see, by man came death. What, who, who is that man? Adam, that's right. By Adam, death came in. And God decides to send Jesus as the last Adam. So the death came through Adam. Resurrection came also through Adam. But the Adam that he used is the last Adam. The last Adam. 
death came through one man. It's amazing how spiritual laws operate. Just because Adam disobeyed the whole of humanity was sentenced to death. You were just born. You didn't do anything. And you are told you are a sinner. And this is a concept many people struggle to understand. They think that because they are good, that is enough to get them into heaven. But your good works are not going to take you beyond this earth. You can't get into heaven by good works. Because you are just a good sinner. Yeah. At best, you are a good sinner. Yeah. Why? Because you are a descendant of Adam. And from his blood, we, were, we all came from the blood of Adam. It has actually been scientifically proven that the entire human race came from one blood. And the Bible tells us. So if we came from that blood, what makes you think that your goodness, where do you get your blood from? So you can be morally good and morally upright, but you still have the blood of Adam flowing in your veins. And it's corrupt. So that cannot take you beyond it. It cannot take you anywhere. So that's why by man, and that man is Adam, death came. By man also came resurrection of the dead. So Jesus had to come. Because first of all, it was man that sinned. Okay? So for God to save man, he had to do it legally. So, if you go to the shop and you want to buy something, they tell you the value, right? You have this beautiful bag, you, go to, you walk into the shop, you see it, and there's a price tag on it. You pay and you take the bag and walk out. Right? You're paying the value. So, Adam was a perfect man. He had perfect blood. Right? He sinned. Now, to redeem him back, to redeem him, a price has to be paid. And that price has to be equivalent to the original state of Adam. Yes? So, where is God going to find that man on the earth? Because everybody is a descendant of Adam. Where is he going to find that? So, the only way he could do that was through the seed of the woman. Because then we know his blood did not come from Mary. His blood came from the Father. So he had to, the same blood that Adam had before he was corrupted is the blood that Jesus had 
when he was walking on the earth. But Satan did not know. He didn't understand it. And God just hid it from him. Why? Because this is the blood that will be able to, God will be able to raise Jesus from the dead because of that blood. Because when, when, when Satan killed Jesus, God could now say to, to Satan, why did you kill him? What did he do? He never sinned. Never told a lie. Never hated anybody. Was never jealous of anyone. Huh? <laughs> so not, not only was he morally upright, but his blood didn't come from Adam. Joseph was not his father. His biological father. He was just his foster father. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, because of that, God had the legal ground to tell Satan, you have committed murder. You have shed innocent blood. And because you have shed innocent blood, a sentence is placed upon you. Amen. Amen. And so because he's innocent, he has to be raised. Hallelujah. Because he's innocent. So the power of resurrection is also shrouded in mystery. And God uses his wisdom. The wisdom of God operates even in in the power of resurrection. So when God, he uses wisdom to put Satan in that corner and I say, now he has to rise because there is nothing that is unrighteous about him. And it's all because of you and I. Amen? Amen. It's because of you and I. Okay, let's read on. Let's read on. Look at verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ we all shall be made alive. Hallelujah. We all shall be made alive. Alright. Let's read on. It says, but each one in his own order. Christ, the first fruits. Afterward, those who are Christ at his coming. He's talking about the resurrection here. So Jesus, remember, when Jesus rose from the dead, there's no time to go into that scripture, but when he rose from the dead, the Bible says that the, way, the graves opened. Amen. Why do you think the graves open? There is power in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The graves opened because at that time, the Old Testament saints were still in Hades. They were still in Hades because God did not have the legal right to take Adam to heaven. He did not have the legal right to take David to heaven. Hallelujah. He did not have the legal right to take Elisha to heaven at the point of death. 
So he had to create a compartment in hell. That's why when you read the story of Lazarus and the rich man, you'll see there that they are in the same compartment. I mean, they're in the same location, but different compartments. So the rich man was in one part of hell, and Lazarus and Abraham were at the other end in Abraham's bosom. So in Abraham's bosom, there's no pain. Although it's still, it's a, it's, hell is a big place. It's a massive place. If you read that book of Isaiah, it says that hell enlarges itself. It's growing. It's growing. That's why we need to reach the lost. It keeps growing. More come, coming in every second, every minute, every day. So it keeps enlarging, enlarging. So the rich man could look and see Father Abraham and say, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to dip his finger in water and come and put it on my. I can see water flowing. I can see streams there. I can see, you know, there's, there's water abundantly flowing there. Because that's paradise. God created a paradise in that place. So all of them went there. Because if they had faith in the Messiah, if they had faith in the one to come, God sent them there. So that's why if you remember on the cross, Jesus said to the, to the, um, to the thief, he said, when, when the thief said to him, um, remember me in your kingdom. What did Jesus say to him? Today you will be with me. Where? In paradise. Paradise was Abraham's bosom. Yeah. So that, 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 that's why Abraham is our father. So when Jesus rose from the dead, the graves opened, those guys came out. And they were on their way to heaven. Paradise was relocated. Hallelujah. That's the power of resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus Christ relocated them. And put them in the kingdom of God. So that's, that's why the Bible calls Jesus the first fruits. Of our resurrection. Amen. He's the first. Oh, when, when, how, how can he be the first? Okay, what? Um, but uh, uh, um, Elijah raised someone from the dead. That was not real resurrection. The resurrection we're talking about is anastasis. Huh? It's to... <laughs> yeah, the Greek word for the resurrection is anastasis. Remember when he said to, um, when, when he was about to raise Lazarus from the dead, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the zoe and the anastasis. Okay? So he's saying that I am the resurrection. 
So, oh Lord, I know my brother will rise on the, th- on the last day. No, 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 no. You don't put it into the future. Amen. The resurrection is here. So Jesus could use his power to bring Lazarus back from the dead. And I'm telling you, it was a major miracle just to bring him out of that grave. Out of that grave. If you go to Jerusalem, you'll see the the, the tomb of Lazarus. And you'll be more, I mean, you you will... even value this miracle more. Because remember that he was tied. Okay? And that tomb, it's like that. It goes down like that. Alright? So if he was tied, how did he come out? They rolled the stone, but it's, it's, not, it didn't just, it's not just to walk out like that. It goes down like that. You know? I saw it. I remember. And I'm, and I'm looking at this thing. I say, this is the tomb of Lazarus. I say, what? Okay, so, this is, so how did he go down like that? Huh? How did he come out of that? So that's to tell you the power of the word of God. Amen. When he says, come forth. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And then he says, lose him. Why did, God, why did Jesus say lose him? Why didn't the word of God lose him? Why? Why not? Why? Because it wasn't God that tied him. It was man that tied him. So man still has authority. So man has to play his part to untie him. Still has to play his part to untie him. Amen? So there's power. And that's just a, that was just a foretaste. Real resurrection, when, when, we, when, when Jesus, when that time comes for us to be resurrected, nobody's going to die anymore. Lazarus rose from the dead, but he died again, right? Um, Elijah raised somebody from the dead and he died. Elisha raised somebody from the dead and the person still died. So that's just a temporary resurrection. The real stuff is what we're talking about. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's the real stuff. So next verse, let's read, let's read on, let's read on quickly. He says, okay, fresh foods. And then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end. To all rule and all authority and power. So there's going to come a time that Jesus is going to bring everything. And he will tell the father. I've brought every one of them. This is the kingdom. And he will submit it to the father. All rule. All authority. All power. All dominion. Everything is under Christ. There are just too many scriptures to confirm that. Let's read on. Read on. Verse. For he must reign till he, put, he has put all his enemies under his feet. That's what the resurrection does. The resurrection of Jesus is to say that nothing will stop us. In those days, 
I mean, the highest threat the enemy could make to anyone is that I'll kill you. After that, what else? He can't do anything else. But even Jesus said that he that believes in me shall not see death. Can you imagine? You are not going to see death. Do you know that? You're not going to see death? Do you know that you're not going to see death? You will not see death. 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 Turn to someone and say, you're not going to see death. You will not see death. Yes. I think it's in John chapter 8 or so, where he makes that statement. Is it chapter 8 or chapter 5? Um, or, or six. Where? Look for it for me. Okay, fine. No, 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 no. John, John, St. John's Gospel. He made that statement in John. So, when a believer is going to die, Right? When a believer is going to die, it does not die like an unbeliever. Okay? There is what is known as death. Okay, thank you, chapter 8. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Hello. It's either Jesus is smoking something Or he's lying. He shall never see death. So what does that mean? Because we know many believers that that we have buried, right? What does that mean? When a believer, you'll notice if you read your Bible, most of the writings, especially in the New Testament. When it talks about the believer, it talks about sleep. It doesn't talk about death. And I know for sure that there is a spirit of death. There is a spirit of death. Okay? So when a believer is going to die, the spirit is not the spirit of death that comes to them. So he says, you will never see death. Death is a spirit. Hallelujah. Death is a spirit. So a believer, death, you you have no appointment with death. Your covenant with death has been broken. Your covenant with death has been broken. I remember before my mom, my mom passed away. She was ill. And we've been praying for her, praying for her. And one day God spoke to me. And says, you know, you are the one holding her. So I called my siblings. I said, this is what the Lord said. So we need to release mom. Do you guys agree? And they said, Okay. And at that time she had a stroke. 
and she couldn't talk. So I told my sister, she was in the States, I told my sister, put the phone in her ear, I want to talk to her. I spoke to my mom and I said, Mom, you've taught us the way of the Lord. You've taught us by precept and by example. You've introduced us to the Lord and you have modeled it to us. We have learned. We're going to be fine. If it's time for you to go, I release you to go. And my sister said, she nodded like that. A few days after that, she was gone. Do you think it's the spirit of death that took her? No, it wasn't the spirit of death. As a matter of fact, before that time, she, she narrated an encounter she had whereby Jesus came to her and he told her it was going to be over. It was going to be fine. So I thought she was going to be healed. But I didn't realize it was, was going to be fine after you know, she, she was going to transit. So she told me about it before the stroke. And also I remember my late grandmother when she was about to die. She called her children. She was in the hospital. And she said to them, my time is up. I'm about to go. And they were crying. Don't cry for me. I'm going to a good place. I've finished my work. You cry for yourself. <laughs> yes. And then after some time, she, sent, she said to them, please excuse me, the angel has come to teach me my welcome song. So they had to leave the room in the hospital. She, they stepped out. And after some time, she rang the bell for them to come back in. And she sang the song to them. She said, this is the song that they're going to use to welcome me. She sang the song. And my, my grandfather was there. My, my, my uncles and my mom were in the room. They heard the song. And as she sang the song, she sang, she sang. Then after she just said, oh. They've come for me now. And she smiled. And that was it. She didn't see death. The Lord sent his angel. And she's with a vehicle to take her. And she even described it. She said, oh, so we're going in the same vehicle. with." And she mentioned a name. And that happened to be a family friend in another town. Later on, they discover that the guy died at the same time with her. Hallelujah. <laughs> if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. That's the power of resurrection. The power of Jesus' resurrection has canceled your appointment with death. It's canceled your appointment with death. Hallelujah. I'm telling you a real story. Real story. So, how many people want to know the power of his resurrection? Amen. That's it.
know the power that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So when you start walking in the power of resurrection, the spirit of death will see you and run away. Amen. 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 Yes. I remember when Pastor Grace was in, in the hospital in India. She was so sick. And she said one night a spirit appeared to her. The spirit of death. And he said to her, I have come to take you home. She said, no, you are not the one that will take me home. Amen. The Bible says I will not see death. So you are not the one appointed to take me home. When it's time for me to go home, it's not you God will send. You see, when you know the word, you can take a stand. Many other people would have just said, okay. Yeah. But she knew her right. And she said, as she was, as she was saying that, immediately she just saw her husband by the side. And he rebuked that spirit. The spirit who left. She's still alive today. How many people have died because they didn't know? Hallelujah. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I release the power of resurrection over your life. All the blessings and the benefits of the resurrection of Jesus Christ be activated in your life. Be activated in your family. In the name of Jesus. Be activated. The power of his resurrection. Be revealed to you. Be made manifest in your body. In the name of Jesus. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life changing messages and more information. Log on to www.everynationmidrand.org